There's Something New on Airs LA every day. My name is Dr. Bill Takesha, and I'm the Chief of Optometric Services at the Center for the Partially Sighted in Los Angeles, California, and the Consulting Director of Low Vision at the Borough Institute of America. Each Sunday, we're going to bring to you tips and information to help you to cope while living with low vision. Teach yourself how to perform a new skill. One of the things that each of us should learn to do each week is to perform a new skill. It doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be something that we have done in the past. It could be something that's completely new. For example, maybe you want to begin to take cooking lessons. I know that with the Food Channel, there are so many people who are very, very interested in cooking. These cooking classes are available at many low vision agencies. For example, here in Los Angeles at the Braille Institute, we have many courses for a person who is either partially sighted or totally blind to learn to cook. It's actually a lot of fun, and you learn how to cook using conventional equipment. In other words, you don't have to have special stoves or very, very expensive equipment to do the cooking. You could learn to use all of the senses that you have to do the cooking. I know for myself, I have really learned to rely on a timer. Because I'm totally blind, I can't really see whether or not my eggs are fully cooked or they're ready to be turned over. So I use a timer. With my talking watch, I could preheat the pan so I know that the temperature that I'm starting with is always the same. Then I could crack my eggs, leave it in there for a minute, and after the one-minute beeper beeps, I know that it's time to turn them over. Then I could turn them over for a good 15 seconds, and I have an over-easy egg. It's really quite easy to learn to do these things. Another thing that I've learned in these cooking classes is how to use lighting. With more lighting, many people who have partial vision could see things quite well. Using contrast could also be a very helpful thing. If you're cooking eggs, for example, it's great to use a cast iron pan. They're so black that when the egg begins to cook, you have really, really good contrast. Another great kind of activity that you could also learn to do is to learn to do something such as gardening. Most of us have an area in our home or apartment where we could put a couple of pots. By going to the garden center, you could buy a couple of very very small plants. Maybe you want to start to grow some flowers. Maybe you want to grow little vegetables. I know one of the things that I did before was that I just got a pot. This was a basic pot that was about 12 inches wide by about 8 inches deep, and then about 8 inches tall. And what I did is I just got some seeds and I actually grew some radishes. You know, something very very simple, but it was something that was enjoyable. I really felt good about the fact that these radishes sprouted. Every day I would go out there and give them a little bit of water, and it was something that didn't take up too much space. If you have more room, you could set aside a certain area in your backyard. You could cultivate the dirt, put some mulch in there, and you could grow all sorts of different things. If you want to do things such as carrots or squash, you could grow those things quite easily. And by being responsible and having to take care of these plants, it'll really occupy a lot of your time, and it's something that's real great. When you take it into the house and wash it and make a nice salad, you really notice a difference in the flavor of it. Another nice thing that you could also do is that you could also do some of these things that they call scrapbooking. I know this is a very, very popular hobby for many people, but I'm certain that you, like me, and many other people, 
probably have hundreds of pictures. These are pictures that you have taken year after year and you've decided that you'll put them together or look at them at one time. Well, you might as well look at them now. Go ahead and look at them now. This is something that's going to be very, very enjoyable. If you have difficulty seeing them, you could use a stand magnifier. These are special magnifiers that your low vision optometrist or ophthalmologist can prescribe for you. They cost between 80 to to $100, but you'll be able to see the pictures very, very well. If you need even more magnification, or you're going to do a lot of photographs, you could even use something called a video magnification system. This is like a computer screen where you could put the pictures underneath it, and you'll be able to see them very, very well. I know that for myself, this is something that I really, really enjoy doing, was to look at all the photographs of my family and my children. I really concentrated on looking at these pictures to keep them in my mind, and then I organized them. Now for me, I really like computers and you could do the same thing as well. What I do with my photographs is I then scan them. I scan them into my computer and I would make these slideshows. You know, you could very, very easily put these pictures into the computer by using a scanner. Now a scanner costs about $70. One that I really like is a Canon LIDE 200. And the Canon LIDE 200 scanner is excellent at scanning pictures, and it takes about 15 to 20 seconds to scan a picture. Once it's inside your computer, you could put them in the correct order that you like, and then you can add music to it. That creates a slideshow, and when people see these slideshows, they think that you hired a professional to do it. It's really great. You could put a series of pictures, uh, match it with a favorite song, and it's a really, really great kind of thing to do. So overall, there's many, many different types of activities and things that you may want to try to do. You could think of those things that you have never done or things that you have always wanted to do and then begin to learn to do it. You could learn to do these things by talking to other people. You know, for example, one of the things that I did as one of my first tasks when I became totally blind is I wanted to put drywall in my garage. I mean, it was a strange, strange hobby to do, but I wanted to see if I was able to do it. I had heard of blind carpenters, and I said, well, I don't see why I can't do it. I could feel the drywall, I could feel where the studs are, and I could use an electric screwdriver, so I went ahead and did it. Now, I'm certain there's some flaws and it's not perfect, but to me, it came out really, really great, and it was always something that I wanted to do, and it really made me feel good about it. So learn how to do these things by speaking to others. You could check out books from the Braille Institute's library or the National Library Service, and you could just also talk to other people at support groups and learn how they do things. These classes could be so, so enjoyable, and you'll learn that you don't have to have 20-20 vision to do all these things that you want to do. In fact, in many ways, you'll probably do it better than you would if you did have 20-20 sight. For Airs LA, this is Dr. Bill Takeshta. This podcast is intended solely for the use of the blind and the print-impaired audience. Any unauthorized use is prohibited. <laughs>